0: Hey, welcome back to the Backstairs Podcast. Here we are again. I am Scott. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And we are the Backstairs Podcast. We're here again to talk about community theater, the thing we love to do. We got a really great guest with us today. Uh, He's just been outstanding in the world of community theater in our area and beyond for all we know. Uh, he's a really great guy, someone we all love to work with, and I can't wait to introduce...
1: Um, Scott, actually, uh, change of plans. Janelle, don't what? interrupt Scott, he's wait. on a roll. What the heck? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, it's it's one of those things where uh, in it's the nature of community theater. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, okay, so here's the thing. Uh, this guest that you keep trying to introduce will not be joining us today. Oh.
2: What? Tee-hee. Oh, that empty chair. <laughs> yeah. That, okay.
1: Yeah, that empty space over there that the audience can't see.
3: I knew I was bad at counting, but <laughs> I'm I'm just not realizing. <laughs> I ran out of fingers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's in the nature of community theater that everything is happening live on stage and it's about acting and reacting and sometimes stuff happens and you just have to roll with it. So that's what we are all doing today. We are rolling with the cancellation of a guest.
2: So, who are oh, we no. interviewing?
1: So, um I thought it would be fun if I, Janelle, interviewed you guys instead. What do we think?
2: Oh no, wow. I didn't sign up for that. Oh, I don't, don't know man.
0: Sorry, don't guys. Know. No, I'm okay with it. Let's let's do it. Oh, yeah? we're supposed to be yes.
2: one unit here. We're to be-
0: <laughs> well, I le- I want to be interviewed too. Sometimes,
3: jeez, you are worthy of being interviewed. Am I.
2: All right. Tonight's guest, we have three wonderful gentlemen who you've grown to love, I think. Um,
3: Maybe not. Yeah.
2: Leave a review. And uh, (laughs) yeah, here they are. John, Scott,
0: and Aaron.
2: Woo!
3: three losers.
4: Yay.
0: Losers. We're the losers club. Is that what you're saying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that we would uh, flip the script, so to speak, this week. And talk about giving and taking direction well. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think?
3: We're not doing a very good job today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not. Uh, Minus two points.
0: We're still working on it.
1: So before we get into that, I wanted to kind of um, define the roles of actor versus director. Mm. So what is being an actor mean? It means that you are you are the talent that is being seen, so to speak. Um, You are bringing forward a vision of somebody else onto the stage, but you're also kind of creating a vision of a character for yourself and what you think about it. Um, And then a director is the person who should in theory have poured over the script. They should know the show inside out and kind of have an idea of the direction that they want to go in and be able to communicate that effectively to their actors. What do you guys think about that? Did I miss anything?
2: No, I think you covered it pretty well. Yeah, I think those are definitely the way that things should be.
1: They should be. So I guess my first question is, who do you guys think is in charge of character development, the actor or the director?
0: Mm. Well, I think... You should tell us what you think. I I think I should tell you what I think. Uh, But I think it's got to be a collaboration, Mm. right? Sometimes you come into a show and it's really well known and the actor might have some good input there, mm. but then you might get into a show where it's not as well known and maybe the actors, the actor just wants to be there to be in a show, but they may not know as much about it as the director should. So the director is going to need to put in more input there yeah. and that might be a real general um, way to look at it, but I, it's got to be a co- collaboration, I think.
2: Yeah. I uh I feel that the burden of character development definitely should fall on the director at least to the point of uh g- giving the outline, you know, like this is where you sure, this is sure. where you start or maybe this is where you don't go any further, but to in my experience and I don't know if this is because I research the 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 you know whatever it is you know I I know that play or that musical pretty well before I jump into anything, um so I feel like it's a sometimes it can be an individual situation sure you know, it sure. depends on the individual um I know that a lot of the character development I have done in the past I feel like it's also my responsibility to try even if the director maybe isn't giving as much feedback as I'd like to check in with them. Mm, yeah. And, and at least, at least give them the courtesy of saying, Hey, this is your show. This is your vision. Mm-hmm. What do you see for this character? Yeah. And sometimes it's not something you're going to get there. It depends on the person And individuals look at. Maybe they have a, a um, maybe they have a vision more for the dance numbers and the, the, the chemistry between characters, but you definitely owe the
3: director the courtesy at least
1: Definitely, um. definitely. What do you think, Aaron?
3: Yeah, I I th- I think What was the question again?
1: <laughs> uh, who is in charge of character Got development? Okay. The actor or the director?
3: Yeah, no, I think that the, that they have two roles. I think directors have like this really big picture role in the sense like where they're looking at everything. They're looking at each scene they're looking at the script and overall they're their big picture and so as an as actors we can get a little too small pictures sometimes i feel like i mean it it's all circumstantial there's there's people that can see a big like actors that are, can see everything and like know exactly what they need to do and then there's directors that can't see past like the first row, of the audience. You know, there's like, so it's all circumstantial, but or, or perspective. Yeah, because you get the actor that thinks their part is everything, mm, right? Yeah. And so, as a director, you need to be able to tell them, "Hey, you're actually not everything in this scene right now. You know, you in your happens. scene. In your scene, you can." You can go right for it. But for character development, um, it's... I, you, you have to like... It, it's a both and, I feel like. Um, like Kind of like what you guys were saying before. I think it's important for the director who has a big scope of the show. Like, the, the, he knows the character arts or she knows the character arts of every character. And it's important for... Each actor, actress, to know what their Mm. character arcs are. So
1: you're saying that it's like each brings a percentage to the table.
3: I think it's very important.
1: Yeah. So what do you think that each, like the director versus the actor, needs to bring to the table to create that harmonious relationship?
0: Maximum effort.
1: Maximum effort. Okay.
2: This might be a pompous, terrible, terrible way of thinking about this, but I have encountered situations where a director's vision hindered the character that I thought I was producing. Okay. I have a couple of really awesome characters that I feel like I've had the pleasure of developing in the past. And there were conversations that came up with the director Mm -hmm. that I feel if I would have really taken their advice or their vision, and applied it, it would have done some detrimental harm oh, okay. to that character. It's tough going into that yeah. because we, especially as volunteer community theater, you know, types, we're going into this essentially saying, "Here is the talent that I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Do something with it." And I don't feel like there's enough conversation about. Well, maybe sometimes it's <laughs> here's my vision. I know that you have talent. Please do something with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Ultimately, it's going to be our decision as the actor, I think, to interpret that either way. The director might come at us with direction and, and see it one way. We see it another way. We kind of combine them. But at the end of the day, when the show hits the floor, it's going to be our interpretation of it. And, you know, maybe it's not what the director wanted.
4: Mm.
1: But
0: it's what we wanted. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes that could be the right way to go. And sometimes that could be the wrong way to go. So we got to figure that out.
1: Yeah, totally. Okay. And
0: I feel like it's important. I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm very protective. Even
2: now, here we are. Oh, wow. Five years later of I'm very protective of the memory of El mm, right.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And same oh. with me and the cowardly lion.
2: I've watched every clip there's ever been on YouTube mm-hmm. of everything that any type of community theater person has ever done of Aldafo I've watched anything mm-hmm. that's out there of someone being Aldafo I've watched it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I There's just something about the way that I was able to play that character and the way that uh, Andy Turner was the director of the, of the Dreddy Chaperone with Opa um, in town and between what his vision was. And I, I feel like I was able to create magic with that character. Nothing that I'll ever be able to recreate, but I feel like it was one of those give and take situations where there were some things that Andy asked me to do with Aldolfo Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it. Yeah. And there were some things that, you know, that I was doing and Andy asked me to maybe change up a little bit. And I'm so thankful that he did.
0: Hmm. So so there was a collaboration. Was very there. T- yeah. yeah.
1: So everybody was bringing something to the table there.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Well, piggybacking off of that, I'd love for you guys to each kind of talk a little bit about your theatrical histories because our audience doesn't really know that about you guys yet. So I don't know if John, maybe you want to start, or oh boy, you can just give a brief overview. You don't have to go through everything.
2: Okay. Well, uh, there was one time where my, my first show at Bandcamp. Um, no, <laughs> my first show, the Oxford Hills Community, you know, the school Broadway uh, community Broadway show was doing Wizard of Oz. So I auditioned, and got the part of the, um, the Cowardly Lion. Wait a minute, that, that doesn't was,
1: sound that was like my you. first show.
2: I don't remember that. Oh, oh, sorry, that was <laughs> 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 that was Scott Parsons. For those of you listening, you'll hear that in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm John Potter, and you've heard me run my gums oh. for a couple of episodes now. Oh, uh, I started doing community theater when I was a children. Did a bunch of shows. I think in my bio I said something about a pretty girl, which is true. Most of the shows I have auditioned for before the age of eighteen because the, you know it was because I was a pretty girl auditioning for the show, and
0: you had to go out for it.
2: I, I had to. I had to do it.
0: Oh, wait a minute. You're a pretty
2: girl going yes. out for
0: a show. He's, Is that what you said? You've <laughs> okay. yeah, nailed it. Uh
2: and I think the first uh yeah, the first show that I started doing with with adults, uh, was Annie Get Your Gun at the at the high school in town. Mm-hmm. And uh that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of the first experience of dancing and singing and, and a couple of great community shows when I was in high school. Uh we did the uh the musical review swing. Okay. Where the the big set with a big band, a lot of dancing, a lot of performing, and um, and the band is in the middle of the stage dancing all around it and it was quite the experience. Uh from there doing Oompa shows okay. in town. Had the pleasure of working with a couple great directors, doing mm-hmm. a couple shows here. Uh did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just had the experience of going to University of Southern Maine and being a part of their music program there and experiencing Mm. all behind the scenes stuff that I never would have even thought of. Yeah, Uh, You know, doing a couple of shows in the the, the Portland area, just again, behind the scenes stuff, learning. Yeah, coming back into town, doing a couple, trying to do a couple of shows with uh, CLT, Mm -hmm. uh, Community Little Theater in Lewiston. And then, you know, from here on out, it's just been doing Oupa shows, Australia's Music Performing Arts Association in Norway, yeah. and uh, we know we did the Driver's Chaperone, um, which was again bringing Aldofo to life was some of the most fun I've ever had, and I don't know if I've matched it yet. A hmm. um,
0: couple other shows in between,
2: and then of course we're coming off of Spam Lot now.
0: So. No, we didn't make it through an episode without mentioning I know. Spamalot.
1: I dared Scott before we started to not talk about Spamalot. You yeah, know
0: that Here show that are. I just mentioned Spamalot. We didn't do it. Didn't Redacted.
1: Happen. We yeah. haven't talked
0: about it. You don't know about it. So.
1: Cool. Uh, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, John. What about you, Scott?
0: What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I already gave you it. To yeah. The start of it. Oh
0: yes, yeah. yes. I get the introduction now. Well, of course. Uh, Yes, I've talked about being the cowardly lion, and uh, that was my start in the theater world, the community theater world here in the Oxford Hills area. Uh, and that was, you know, simply amazing. But it was really just, you know, kind of like a a bucket list thing that uh, I wanted to do, and you know, I'd put it off for so long. And I know being a new grandfather at the time, I wanted, you know, I wanted my grandkids and my kids to say, Hey, don't be afraid. Yeah. You know, if you want something, go for it. So that was my initial, that's cool. uh, Initial thought in going for it, you know, just to be an example to them. Uh, and then, you know, I discovered, you know, what community theater was really all about for me and the friendships that I've made along the way since then. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, I really went full bore there for a while, especially going from the cowardly lion into the doing the one X just a couple months later. Mm-hmm. but with Umpa and that was three different shows, and I had parts in three different shows. <laughs>
1: you you wore a speedo in, in one I, of those. I might right, have you? worn
0: a speedo. I I might have worn the same speedo that I wore underneath the lion costume huh. in. Senior Housing was that it? That was the name. Yeah, it. it was Senior Housing. It was hot. That was that was a different. <laughs> that was a different part, and it was a quick one, thankfully, well, of the three shows. You wore a speedo underneath the lion costume. That was all I wore underneath the lion costume. Why are we just, just learning speedo. about this now?
1: Yeah, I don't know that I knew that, no. and I was with you.
0: It, well, <laughs> uh, we can ask Kristen Searles uh, about that. She supplied Uh, the Speedo? uh, No, but she had to dive down there. But we're going to save that story for another time. uh, I think, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll get into that at at a later point. Kristen, Uh,
2: friend of the show. Yes.
0: Absolute (laughs) friend of the show. Uh, Where we met, actually. And funny story. Uh, Again, we'll save that. Um, But yes, I wore a Speedo underneath that shag carpet costume. It was very hot. Could you imagine wearing a suit underneath? The lion costume. Was yeah, it light? Yeah. Oh, the line, running around. Lord, it was hot. Oh my gosh. It was very hot. So when they told me all I had to do was wear a speedo in a show, I said, that's gotta be better than wearing that shag car. <laughs> so I went for it. What the heck? And then we did the also also the uh, uh one act uh games afoot. The yeah, Sherlock Holmes esque, which I'm a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. Uh so that was a lot of fun. Went from there. Into the Woods, and that was that was different, because I went into that thinking, oh, I really wanted to be one of the princes, because I loved Agony. Right. That song, that was my song, I loved that, that was my jam. Uh, and the director, Andy Turner, once again, he saw something in my audition that said, oh, I'm going to make him the narrator slash mysterious man, which I did not expect at all. So that was... It was cool. I mean, again, I'm going into the show thinking, hey, I just want to keep doing this. Right. Give me the part of the guy who scrubs the vomit off the floor. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do it. And when he gave me that part, you know, that challenged me to think to think differently than what I was initially mm-hmm. thinking about. And uh, that was a lot of fun. And then I got to ha- sing, you know, I had a be- beautiful part singing with Josh, another friend of the show. Right. That was a really fun song to do with him. And I just just kept going. So we went from into the woods to
1: under the sea. Right? Under the
0: sea, into the woods to under the sea, uh, also known as the Little the Little Mermaid. Oh, that's
5: what it's called. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're, with my second kingly role as Triton mm. and uh, King Triton under the sea and the merman again. I I've never worn as much costume as I have in my first role, I
4: guess. I've (laughs) I've
0: tried to stay away from that. You know, I I guess when you wear shag carpeting for your first role, you try to avoid it Mm. (laughs) as much as you can after. Uh, Yeah. Mm. But it was, I think the end result was really good. And that was a really fun show. And it just kept, kept building from there. I couldn't wait to get going. So the very next day after we closed, I auditioned for the Drowsy Chaperone, which we just talked about. And I got to be, robert martin right ping
1: (laughs) (laughs) i forgot you were the toothpaste guy yes the toothpaste
0: guy (laughs) but uh that was another fun show with andy turner once again and he challenged me more because i had to tap dance and uh and i can't dance yeah. I I'm, I'm I'm not much of a dancer. <laughs> you had to roll blade blindfolded. I, oh yeah. It wasn't rollerblades. It was, oh, was the old roll- school it was the old school um four wheeled uh, roller, roller skates, skates yeah. Thank yeah. you, yes. Blindfolded, but I'm um, you know it wasn't that sta- stage stage trick. It, yeah. it was kinda lacy and you could see through Yeah. Um I figured the, the I don't think you the he lace could yeah. But I mean you couldn't tell from sitting in the audience. No. So.
1: would you say that you're a better tab dancer or roller skater?
0: Uh I'm a better roller skater. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. answer for him. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh we just saw me tap sort of in spam a lot and yeah, the spit the the tapping skills didn't uh didn't come along with me from drowsy mm. to spam a lot. But thankfully King Arthur got to fake it anyway, so mm. that that come in handy. And that's probably why I got the role because I was the only one who didn't have to tap down. <laughs> But, geez, yeah, we, we've ended up finally at Spamalot. There was other roles in there that, I mean, those roles got me to meet people that I wouldn't have if I hadn't gone for that role Yeah, as the Cowardly Lion. Um, it got me in touch uh, with someone who is a legend and icon around here, who was my English teacher, my senior year in high school, but she's an icon as far as community theater goes around here. Sally Jones. Yeah. Mm. Who got me to do one of her storytelling shows, which uh, uh, is something that's really made me fall in love with, you know, hearing people's stories, Mm. which is part of what I think this podcast is about is hearing the stories and doing that storytelling show for Sally got me in touch with, Lisa Moore, who was a writer, hmm. another local uh, poet laureate of Oxford Hills, great person, wonderful friend. Now, and she ended up doing a uh, writing a, a screenplay or writing a play for about Duncan Slade, right? And which was part of the arts festival a few years back. Yeah. Now the. F- 40, was it the fortieth anniversary? Then I can't Something remember. Something like that. It was around there, and of course, Duncan Slade was is another local legend, artist, uh, right. art teacher in the Oxford Hills uh, school system. And we did a show in three parts about different stages of of Duncan's life. And again, that was uh, that was a lot of drama in that, mm. and and uh, so that got me to. Try something different. Yeah, yeah. Than, than the usual funny. That was uh, a great show. Woody Fair. Uh, that was again. That was right around. That was the same time as as uh, Under the Sea.
1: Oh, was it? Oh, yes.
0: yeah, was. Just it was. Right it was right at the beginning of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, yeah. And there was, you know, there was circumstances going on that helped with the dramatic performance in that. Mm. Mm. Um. So. You know I use those outside circumstances, but it was a really great experience again, I've gained wonderful lifetime friends, yeah, because of it yeah i I got to actually use a voice that I could do <laughs> in little Shop of Horrors, oh yeah, you know I, you know I've said I'm not very good at voices, but there was one voice I could do, and i in right. And I had a lot of fun with that being Audrey too. And oh, the you Shrop were so
1: great in that show.
0: That that was one that clicked right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like that night at auditions, we could see it where everybody fit. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun.
1: That's awesome. Who directed that? That was uh, Andy. That was, Turner. was, that
0: was Andy okay. Turner again. Yeah. yeah. That was Andy Turner again. He, you know, I got to give it to Andy. He got me started and, uh, you know, I learned, I learned a bunch of stuff along the way from him. Mm. And not that he's the only director that I haven't. I mean, we did under the sea. Uh, uh, we had Ethan uh, right over there. Who was another totally different from Andy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, type of director, but just, you know, just another, another great one to work for. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Lisa, of course, Lisa Moore wrote the show about Duncan and she directed us mm. in that. Um, and she knew Duncan real well. So she had, she had a way of, you know she, yeah, knew how she wanted wanted that to look. Yeah, but yeah, each one was different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've gone on and on because <laughs> get oh, ready for on. Aaron's bio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, Aaron. I would love to hear a little bit about your time on stage or off stage too. You have a lot of off stage credits.
3: Yeah, my my first show that I ever did was a show. It was a Charlie Brown's christmas mm-hmm. and i played linus for a, a church play
1: oh it
3: was it was it was a lot of fun we did it at the church and somebody from the community is like you guys should do this at the school so we we packed up after that run at the church was done and we moved it to the school so
1: you were part of a touring production of a charlie brown christmas is what you're saying
3: one could say that wow. yes. they took it on the road wow yeah. it was it was great Um, then I took multiple years off, multiple, (laughs) multiple years. Um, one could say decades. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, like I, I dabbled here and there and like some like little like skit type things here and there. But, uh, I, I I think I should mention, um, I had the hots for a girl that was in a show. So I decided to. Uh, take her to every rehearsal and stay for through every rehearsal.
1: Oh wow! Who was the girl? Did you uh, get the girl?
3: I did end up like with with the girl. So.
4: Wow!
3: Uh, Janelle was in the show uh, "Roles of a Lifetime," which is a review of. So.
1: It, it was lesser. It was songs from lesser known shows or shows that it just wouldn't be feasible to produce in our community. So it was a review, but it was kind of like a home written review.
0: Right. So was that where you guys met?
1: It wasn't where we met, but uh, we we started dating like a month before auditions and he brought me to all but the first rehearsal, I'm pretty sure.
3: Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. It, it got to the point where on in the uh, the playbill for it, it, it said, Aaron Schofield, best non-cast member.
1: He, there were 10 of us, but Aaron was the 11th cast member, 100%. Oh, right.
3: Like the fifth Beatle.
1: He really was. Right. He was <laughs> the 11th Beatle, one could say.
3: So that's like really where it started for me, just like seeing like how much fun community theater was and like. There was, there was so much to it. There was so many like layers. There was so much happening on stage and off stage, and just seeing every rehearsal and like what it what it takes to put on a show. It, mm. it, I was really fascinated. And then I didn't do anything for theater <laughs> uh, for an, a couple more years after that. Like I one I, could say decades. <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: like how no, late am I?
3: you you supported. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, I'm i supporting. You
1: were a patron of the arts.
3: I was definitely like a patron, and I, I went to like a lot of rehearsals with you throughout the years, and I dabbled in things. I definitely I did a lot like we're doing photography and videos mm-hmm. for the shows, like some like promotional things for them and cast photos for different shows that uh, Janelle was in. But eventually, I got roped into doing um, lights. And sound for a show and I didn't realize for one how much fun I would have doing that setting up lights learning about like what lights what the what these lights can do and how lighting affects a show and what moods it could bring or it, it was just like super fascinating to me um, and so I continue to do I mean now was just at Nora grange was it last night or the night before
1: yeah it was a couple nights ago
3: it was a couple nights ago just helping set up lights you know mm-hmm. just pointing and running the lighting board running wires up in the attic trying to relight things you yeah. know and it, it's a lot of fun yeah. um so i've done lights for oh
1: you did, did paper maker
3: i did yes paper maker um which was here in Norway.
1: And then you ran lights for John and I.
3: Yes. For, for You didn't just run lights.
1: Oh, I mean, you did much more, but. Oh, You, literally
2: <laughs> you, really took my ramblings, and exactly what I said, had for a vision <laughs> for each scene. And I told you, yeah, maybe this, maybe that. And then you create. I mean, you were the tent. you were the designer mm-hmm. for that show, and without um, being able to trust you to be, to do all the lights and everything I mean like you were able to create a different layer of emotion that we yeah. didn't already have on stage, right mm-hmm. and yeah, no you you grew so much in between those shows,
3: yeah, that's something that I've learned a lot from doing shows is it's not one person mm-hmm. it's it's a team,
1: uh so Scott, you touched on it a little bit, but I'd love for you guys to kind of like talk about a director or two that you've worked with that you thought highly of, and maybe that brought something unique or special to the table.
0: Hmm. Oh, so not one we thought highly of and one we didn't think so much. No, of, no? no just, you know, like maybe throughout <laughs>
1: no. your career, there's been like a standout for you and, and what about them kind of made them stand out to you?
0: Hmm. Well, we just had a new director, a first time director in that show. Um, that shall not be named.
1: Redacted.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with Kristen. And, and uh, that was interesting. First time director. And that was mm. my first time with a first time director. Kristen Searles. I think. Kristen Searles. Friend of the show. Yes. <laughs> but, mentioned that. See, I lo- I loved Kristen directing the show. She had a lot of energy. She had a lot of vision. She had huge vision. She knew what she wanted. And she's mm. been, she's been doing this for so long. she, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, it was, it was really like she was a new director. Mm. I mean, the role might have been new to her, but she knew what she wanted. Um, she did learn along the way a lot of things, but um, she she really had a pretty tight vision and, and knew what she wanted. And I got more direction probably yeah. out of her than anybody else that has directed me before. Mm-hmm. And it made me work harder which was good, you know, sometimes, you know, she said, you know, play this one way. And then I thought I went one way. And then she's like, well, you went a little too far over (laughs) there and you need to bring it back. And I was like, okay, geez, come on. But you know, it was, it was really good direction. And I really, yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, And she had a lot of enthusiasm for it and right. and, And it was just the vision was, was,
2: I was going to bring her up too because something that I experienced working with her that I don't think I've ever experienced anyone else is that first she's an actor. You know, like
0: yeah, that's where she started. Right.
2: So you could tell the whole time, yes, she had her vision, but she was thinking of her actors on stage the entire time. You could just tell, you know, and and not just, like you know, our well-being or, you know, how we were doing that night, but how her actions affected us and yeah. how her vision affected us. And yeah. Um, yeah, I really appreciate maybe it was her first time directing, but she's already got the right tools. I mean, right from the start.
0: Right. Yeah. It, you know, she wasn't, she was, wasn't a rookie up there. Cause she's has so much experience. I on just the love that. Now she stage. has
2: the confidence and now she can focus on, honing her director skills which she's directing a show this fall you know the 25th annual penneau county spelling bee Mm -hmm. which i happen to be a producer on so oh right another great producer Can't can't wait for her to (laughs) but yeah i was gonna mention kristen as well so yeah yeah
1: what about you aaron (laughs) is there another director that you've worked with that maybe you would like to
3: um i i think of julie Milleton when Mm -hmm. um I helped with the lights for, um, uh, not almost pain. Um,
1: paper maker? Paper
3: maker. Right. I really appreciated her like helping me with the lights and kind of like sharing her vision. Um, but she was also very open to like ideas mm. and open to my thoughts, which I really looking back on it, like I probably shouldn't have been like as open. She probably hates me. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I was just like, I was throwing out like ideas like, cause I'm, I'm like an idea guy. I'm mm-hmm. like, if I have an idea, I'm just going to share it. And I literally don't care if you take it or not. I just like, like, I was here's an idea. Yeah. You know, here's another one. Here's, here's this idea. I think she, she did good though, but mm-hmm. she, she was, she was fantastic to work for. She was great. To- she She's a great person. Yeah. Um,
0: oh gosh, I didn't, didn't get to work with her, but I, I kind of regret not going for that show because I knew I wanted to be a part of her directorship. Yeah. Mm. Cuz I, I you know as a person I really I really enjoyed her and I've I've enjoyed chats we've had and Yeah. I thought she uh, she did a great job with that show. So So some of the show.
1: things that you guys have highlighted about directors who you thought have given direction well that you thought highly of were that they had good energy, they had a vision, they gave clear direction and they were open to ideas. You guys feel pretty solid about that
5: yeah yeah yeah. Nails it. yeah
1: yeah that about nails it for me too so i'd love for you guys to maybe discuss like an example of a time that a director asked you to do something and it elevated your character or the show as a whole i have one that i can tell if you guys need some time to think
0: well why don't you tell us janelle
1: yeah so uh I was working on a production of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella with Andy Turner at the Oxford Hill School Community Broadway Show. And I was playing one of the evil, wicked stepsisters, Portia. And in the script, she's written to have this like high, girly, kind of stupid giggle. And we workshopped it, we tried it, and it just, it didn't land. Um, Right. And so he had me watch the Leonardo DiCaprio film Catch Me If You Can. And in that, Elizabeth Banks, who is like a well-known actress now, but I, she just had this little cameo part um, right. yep. in the film. And Leo talks to her and she gets all like stupid and giggly. And, and she right. just lets out like the dorkiest laugh. And he was <laughs> like, okay, we're going to completely cut the high-pitched girly laugh. And we're going to try to evoke something in the spirit of Elizabeth Banks in Catch Me If You Can. So obviously that evolved into what I ended up using as my stepsister laugh. I did not directly rip that off, but that was, that was a moment where the director had a vision. They asked me to do it. Right. And I executed the vision and it elevated my character and the show as a whole.
0: That's the story. you know. Yeah. That's, that's what I love to hear. Because yeah. I didn't know that I loved your part. You uh, thank you to me. That was the highlight of the show. Was thank that you. was that part? And and that's really interesting to hear that story because yeah. I never knew that before.
1: So it was definitely like a collaborative effort. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about how each person has to kind of bring something to the table yeah. in that situation. That was definitely an example for me. Of he gave me something, and I gave him my interpretation of it back, and it just worked together. Yeah, seamlessly. Should I? Should I? Do the laugh?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Do you guys have any examples like that from your theatrical so careers?
0: That, Janelle Raven, local treasure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast. Yes.
0: No, no executive producer of the podcast
1: and local treasure. I like and that local treasure. I'm going to add that to my. Bio. So,
0: so many, so many things we could add there. Um, listener. That makes me think of, Drowsy Chaperone again, um, because when I found out I had to tap dance in Drowsy Chaperone, um, I went to Andy, who also directed me in The Wizard of Oz, mm. and I said, you saw me skip, right? <laughs> uh, what, what makes you think I can tap dance? Uh, but he had all the confidence in the world in me. He says, you just, just go for it. And, um, do know, it. I, I faked it till I made it anyways, mm-hmm. but you know, he, he challenged me to do something out of my comfort zone and, and uh, I mean, we pulled it off. People yeah. couldn't believe that we had never tans- tap danced tap dance before. Um, you know, we still haven't, but, <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, we faked it and, and it was a good part of the show. I guess, mm-hmm. I you know it definitely wasn't the highlight. It was, it was Noah Adolfo. But, you know, we tap dance and we pulled it off and, and, you know, he, he made me step out of my comfort zone and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I'm, ha- I'm glad he did
1: mm-hmm. for sure. That's awesome.
2: Mine would have to be, um, uh, it wasn't exactly a director, but when we did, I mentioned swing earlier, mm-hmm. I had a solo in the show at that point, I was dressed as a sailor and had to do I Got a Gal in Kalamazoo, mm-hmm. which is a um, great jazz piece um, very famously done by Count Basie or, you know, mm-hmm. Count Basie's Orchestra. And I sang it the way that Kyle Jordan told, you know, directed me to sing it. Actually, mm-hmm. it might not have been Kyle. It, I think it was Sarah Johnson, now Bailey, at the time. And I sang it and yeah. I sang it well. And, you know, the the girl opposite from me, you know, she, she did it well and it was all good. Mm-hmm. And Kyle pulled me aside, Kyle Jordan, uh, music director at, for uh, the Oxford Hill School District, um, pulled me aside and said, Go down to the library. There's a cassette with your name on it on the counter. I want you to listen to it. I want you to listen to it. Uh-huh. So okay. there, are, there were still cassette players at the <laughs> high school Wow, library. you really
1: just aged yourself, didn't you? <laughs>
2: um, so what I didn't it? think so, but maybe. What is a cassette?
1: There was a vinyl record there on the <laughs> counter. Listen, so Blu-rays
2: name. had come out, I think, <laughs> when I was in high school, so it's all right. No, so uh, I started listening to that, and just the way that that song was originally... Done. There was some magic behind it,
4: mm.
2: and it it just opened my uh, it just opened the my eyes to the way that that whole scene needed to be done. I yeah. mean, I wasn't watching video, but just to get the inflection on his voice and the, the feeling of it. I mean, the next rehearsal, I went into that and and nailed it. I mean, Kyle's yeah. just sitting there like big eyes, like you know, we we got it, and because of that. That has affected me for every show I've been in since. Okay. That if I'm going into something, I mentioned it earlier with research,
1: mm-hmm. but
2: because of Kyle's little suggestion on just, hey, do a little bit of homework,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I could do homework going into every role that I have. So
1: that's awesome.
2: Shout out to you, Kyle. You probably won't listen to this because you're too cool <laughs> for school, but.
0: Nice. Kyle Jordan, another friend of the show. <laughs> well, you might be too busy to be a friend of the
2: show. Acquaintance
1: like. of He's- the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he'll listen at some point just some irons in the fire right now just a couple but he'll listen at some point yeah. i'm sure
1: so that elevated Local treasure that elevated yes. your your acting game as a whole really Oh, for
0: sure 100 percent.
1: that's awesome that's really cool what mm. about you aaron you got anything for us
3: yeah i w- i haven't been in a lot of shows where um or where i was acting and trying to you know develop a character with a director um but talking about like acting, when when I did Spamalot. Um,
1: Redacted.
3: When I did that show, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the show that must not be ma- named.
1: It's like Voldemort. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, when I did that show, I, um, I went up to Chris, uh, Kristen with every little character thing that yeah. I came up with. Like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Should I like stand like this? Should I, should should I breathe here? Um, and it was, I don't know if I just like I I thrive off of the the co development of things. Um, should I wear the
0: speedo that Scott Warren Oz and and uh, senior I, housing? I didn't. I didn't ask that. That
1: you thing needs to be burned.
0: What? <laughs> Although I do believe
2: that Aaron owns his own speedo. Oh. So it's somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, Janelle, do you know about this Speedo? Is I the real do.
1: question.
3: Okay. All right. I haven't as long as you do.
1: seen it in many a year, though.
3: Yeah, I don't know exactly where it is, but I it, it's
1: out thing. there floating in the ether somewhere.
3: <laughs> but you know, it's I I love developing things, mm-hmm. you know, like I like I like writing songs with people, mm-hmm. you know, like I like the, the co writing give and take and throwing out ideas and shooting down ideas and saying, you know, that's not a good idea. This is a good idea. That's not a good idea. This is a good idea. And just like, just like working out and just making it the best that the, that we can make it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, I mean, that comes down to what I love about community theater is that collaboration of yeah. all of us getting together and, and, Making that show happen from, you know, it's not just us, the actors out on the stage, you know, the people that come to see the show, they might just see the actors, but they don't see that stage manager behind us, giving us our cues and making sure we're there where we're supposed to be. They don't see that house manager that's um, making sure we get the snacks ready or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever they're doing. Are they keeping Mm -hmm. people away from seeing us behind the scenes or, or, geez, the, the lighting the lighting guy um who brings a whole nother character in there at times that lighting can be another character on the stage really yeah Uh, it can
3: make such a difference yeah what's that that's a a shout out to all the the lighting guys they don't get enough huge they
1: cue some applause absolutely
3: You guys don't get enough credit, you know when the the That's bows right. are happening no no, no, and the they they point up to the lighting booth and the lights dim a little bit and they come back up yeah, yeah. there there's more to it you 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 do a lot for a
0: show mm-hmm. the the lighting can be huge because it can give like I think John said something about this there's just some great emotion with the mm-hmm. with the right lighting. I think about uh when we did uh under the sea. Otherwise known as the the little mermaid. Otherwise known
1: as Father knows best. <laughs> yes,
0: Father knows best. Uh, but uh, there's a picture from that show, from one of the one of the shows we ran, um, of me up on that big lift with Ursula, mm. uh, Jamie Bonies. right, uh, another friend of the show, who played Ursula, the the villain of the show, and my sister in the show, and the lighting. I mean, the whole scene, it's just a one, you know, it's just a moment in time, the picture captured, but the lighting is a huge part of that scene. Yeah. Oh my gosh, had, it is. And, and it's just a great, I, it's probably my most favorite picture from any of the shows we've had. Mm. I, lo- I love that. Mm. And the lighting, without that lighting, is not the You're same. topless at to that point, too. I, <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> yes. <yeah, yeah. laughs> but, you know, and, and the lighting, you know, hit my yeah. chest hair just right. <laughs> <laughs> that rug of a <laughs> basically carpet <laughs> <laughs> throwback but yeah right um but yeah that, that's yeah. a whole nother character and it's just, it's just the collaboration that we get from doing it all together yeah. that's what makes us community
4: mm.
1: right so we've talked a little bit about giving direction well so now I'd like to segue into taking direction well. Um, mm. So without being too terribly specific, do you guys have any situations where a director maybe asked you to do something that you didn't understand or didn't want to do? And how did you handle that scenario?
3: I have one. I okay. uh, During the show that must not be named um (laughs) there's a there's a part where i came out as a minstrel um and me just you know throwing out ideas and stuff like that i thought my minstrel should be like like happy and bouncy and so i went out and i just like kind of like bounced up and down and was like just trying to be as funny as i possibly could Mm -hmm. throughout the um the time as as i'm a, a minstrel and um, the I had other minstrels with me, and we couldn't we couldn't like connect like we didn't really we weren't able all to be able to do the same thing and the so Kristen was like i don't I think what you're doing is really funny, almost to the point where I think you're taking away oh yeah from what's actually important for that." this scene. So so funny. I mean,
2: <laughs> I, I, I have never laughed harder. I don't think I was so proud of you. You're just the uh, up and oh man. Yeah. I have video of it on my phone. I mean, I, I love it.
3: Yeah. So it's just like it was. It was a, like a simple. I I really liked the idea because I just thought it was just like it was something like Mighty Python would do. You know, type of mm-hmm. thing. Um. But I at the end of it, I was like, oh, um. It, it, she's told it right. Mm.
1: So you didn't understand it at the time when she gave I, you the direction?
3: I didn't. I was just like, well, just make them follow me. Like yeah. that's that's what my my head was thinking. Mm-hmm. But I I think at the end, I think it was a good call because I was not the focus of that scene right there. Like mm. this, this is a a pretty big number for another person and this is like his song and I was taking away from it. I I was being distracting. Um, so I totally like, I understand why I would have loved to do it though. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but
1: you, you yeah, it's
3: not like he
0: didn't steal the show anyways,
1: (laughs) but in that moment you took the direction, even if at the time you didn't enjoy what was being asked of you, you took it and you did it well. And then you understood later on why that was good.
3: Yeah. uh, Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: What about you guys? You have any scenarios? along those lines
0: yeah yeah i i can think of something um that's just coming to me uh from uh also the show that shall not be named yeah um and of course
4: <laughs> oh my <God>. right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it was not that scene um but of course the director should have come to me and said uh and yeah no that's not what we're looking for. When I had my song, and it was probably more the music director than the director, but when I had my song that Kelsey and I did together, Kelsey Franklin Sukforth, friend of the show. Uh,
1: Kelsey played Patsy. Right,
0: yeah. right. Now, we'd practice the song some, but when we get up on stage and did the song one of the first times, it's, it's a beautiful song. The melody is just lovely. Yeah. But, of course, it's Monty Python. Right. It's not lovely. There's, there's undertones. But for some reason, I sang the song as this, you know, lovely melody, beautiful song. And and so, of course, Kelsey comes in. I started out. Kelsey comes in, and she's just going along following my lead with it. It's beautiful. And it sounded beautiful, mm-hmm. the two of us together. I love singing with Kelsey. She's, she's amazing. Got the beautiful voice. And... <laughs> We got done, done doing the song, and uh, Josh, the musical director, uh, says, that was, that was beautiful, but <laughs> that's not what we're looking for here. And I was like, yeah. you know what? You're right. I don't know why I did that, mm. but you know that was just I don't know the the music, it just the piano, natural, natural it, just
3: instincts. the
0: mood hit me, and I was just and I was singing with Kelsey, who's got such a beautiful voice. And I wanted to do this lovely song, and then it was like, no, <laughs> well, you wait had that a minute.
2: beautiful clarinet in the back. I mean, it set the tone. Was, it was,
0: well, that was later. I think we just had the piano at the time when we first did the song. Oh,
2: maybe, I'm talking about the maybe. theme of the song. It felt. I mean, it's yeah. set up to be beautiful and it
0: sounds like it's going to be this lovely heart-wrenching beautiful you know deep lovely song and it's you know not you know it's it's not that (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly um so yeah i mean it led me to go one direction and then the director said hey wait a minute sounded great but that's not the direction we're supposed to be going here. We need to right. go over here. Yeah. And it, and and then I still got more direction with that song. It it took
3: me a while to, to figure that out. Yeah. 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 Every time you guys did it, it got worse and worse in a good way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Worse and worse, but actually better and better. Right.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Sure, okay. And you held that uh, note
2: you held that silence longer and longer and longer.
3: Yes. You know?
4: Mm.
1: You
2: held but. that.
3: Oh my gosh. I felt, I'm alone. I felt, I felt bad for the music director who had to try to hold it with his his uh his uh, his flute. He's just like
1: <laughs> You could hear it kind of quivering out at the end.
3: But I'm alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that suspense. Yeah, got to keep them hanging.
1: Yeah. Well, those are great stories, guys. So, Janalex Trebek is here to present a lovely game for our three guests. Janalex, welcome. Hello. Hello. So, this game is called Hollywood Directors. And if it sounds familiar, it's because I kind of ripped it off from whose line is it anyway a little bit. Perfect. So, in this game, I have presented our three men with a little scene that I have written. Um, And they are each going to play a character. And throughout the scene as they're reading it, I am going to rudely interrupt them as a Hollywood director. Okay. And I am going to give them a piece of direction which they need to implement.
2: Stupid. I'm pissed already.
1: And disaster (laughs) and hilarity shall ensue. So are the rules clear? I think so. Okay. So let me just set the scene here and we will get going. So the scene is... Little Red Riding Hood, played by Scott. Man, Hello. And the Woodcutter, played by Aaron. Ah, uh, yes. Are taking a stroll through the forest when they stumble upon the Big Bad Wolf, played by John. What's up, Russ? And action. Ah, what is that?
2: Oh, boy, here comes the screaming.
5: It's a, a, a wolf.
3: Please, No. He's a nice guy, really.
5: There
1: is no such thing. All right, cut 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 cut.
3: Oh, okay.
1: You guys are just reading this like way too fast. I can't understand a word that you're saying. So I'm going to need you to slow it down about 50% and really enunciate your syllables. All
4: right. Yes, sir.
1: And <clears throat> action.
5: Is So, it talks.
3: All right, all right, calm down. But
4: he's
3: highly misunderstood.
4: How? so cut cut cut
1: cut cut okay okay this is just ridiculous it's not working it's not working scrap all of it scrap everything that i just said
3: fine okay
1: all right this needs pizzazz it needs more characteriness it needs the muppets so uh john i want you to read the wolf as kermit the frog scott you are playing little red riding hood as miss piggy and Aaron, you are playing the woodcutter cu- as Beaker. And <laughs> okay. Action!
5: Uh, people people always comment <clears throat> people always comment on uh what big eyes and ears I have, uh, you know. I noticed! I've never been good at accepting a compliment, so I always reply with uh the better to see you with, uh, my dear, or uh the better to hear you with, my dear. Uh, then they all think I want to eat them for um some reason. Exactly, it's a tale as old as time. I understood that. It's hard to invite friends over for dinner when um you know they uh they think they'll end up as um you know the uh, main course. Oh, Kermit, you poor thing. <laughs> of course, I uh I do have a chuckle about it from uh, time to time. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, not in, um, you know, in the swamp, uh, not even an hour ago, I was, um, invited your granny around to my place for tea.
1: All right. Cut, 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 cut. Let's scrap everything that I just said. Thank Aaron, God. you were incomprehensible. I had no idea what you were saying.
0: Uh, we sorry. need subtitles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take it again. But... I need even more energy. I need you to deliver these lines like you guys just did. 200 jumping jacks. And action.
3: See? What? What what a big bad wolf invite a sweet old lady for tea? I, I think not. Exactly.
5: Thank you. Anyway, well. (laughs) Oh <laughs> she made a, a rather curious observation about the size of my teeth. Go on. Well, I wanted to have a, a bit of a, a laugh so I said the, the the better to eat you with. Oh uh, my I just just this is a little joke. Of course she was so frightened that it scared her half to death. So so I finished the job and finished my team. All right,
1: cut, cut, cut. There's too much breathing. I, I don't like the breathing. <laughs> Scrap the breathing. Well, still breathe, just quietly. All right, I want you to give me the rest of the show like a soap opera. Bring the drama and action.
5: Wait. You, you what? I finished the job and then I finished my tea. Earl Grey
2: couldn't let it oversteep.
3: What, what do you mean, finish the job? Did you eat that little old lady?
5: Oh. Yes! Yes, I did! <gasps> oh! My poor, sweet granny! (laughs) Don't
2: cry, little girl. It was just a teensy joke at your granny's expense,
5: all in good fun. I, I can't believe it. I stood up for you. Oh, come on, guys. What's the big deal? My darling sweet granny cut down in the prime of her life oh, who will care for me now that she is gone I'm just a helpless little girl you monster
3: you a big
4: bad wolf
2: what did you just call me
1: then Just for a joke, the wolf pounced at Little Red Riding Hood and the woodcutter, scaring them half to death.
3: You You scared scared us half half to death!
5: Half to death, you say? Best to finish the job, wouldn't you agree?
1: So the wolf ate Little Red Riding Hood and the woodcutter in one gulp, and he lived happily ever after to the end of his days, though he did have terrible acid reflux that evening. (sighs) The end.
3: I think we nailed it.
1: well, yes. guys, thank you for indulging my little piece of readers' theater.
3: I think I like it. I think we can take something with us with this. I feel like we all took criticism and direction really well. you did I think so you did yes, we were able to put aside our egos and our our we were able just to put on the best show that we could.
2: Except I don't ever plan on having a conversation with Janelle ever again.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, nuts.
3: But it, it was a good show. So I think we nailed it.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. are all winners yeah. in my book.
3: Do we win yes. this? <gasps> yeah,
1: you yeah. win a signed photograph of, of Josh.
2: Josh Witham. him, yes. Oh, no, no. We, we, what we, a cop out. <laughs> we, we a eat. guy gets one prize and it goes down forever. <laughs>
1: Cool. Well, do you guys have anything else that you want to add before we finish off with Strike? Or do we want to just go right into no, it? No,
0: I, th- I think we should go into Strike. You got okay. something?
1: All right, guys. So we usually wrap up the Backstairs podcast with Strike. Ooh. So I have five questions for you guys. A few of these are going to be questions that Scott has asked previously in his strikes, and then a few of them are going to kind of pertain more to the subject at hand here. But first, I want to know what community means to you guys. Cause you always ask your guests that, and I want to know what it means to you. So Scott, what does community mean to you?
0: Well, I, I think I've uh, touched on it before, but it, it's just the collaboration of everybody getting together to, to put on a great show. Uh, I guess it, in community, just community it's uh, you know, the collaboration of putting forward whatever it is your community is doing whether it's you know uh, your neighborhood wants to put out a beautiful neighborhood with mm. um you know how your lawns look or mm-hmm. or um you know how the uh, the the town might run um you want to put your yeah. best foot forward and people working together in that common um goal yeah to to have a better life yeah,
2: I like that. I think the one thing that I would add to it is contributions, contributing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah that's good. That community only goes so far as how much the community members were willing to contribute. Yeah. And if you have a community full of people that aren't willing to contribute or aren't willing to yeah. do something to see that community grow, then the community remains stagnant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that I'm really proud of our community, not just our theater community, um but like the community we have here the town. Um I'm very proud of the idea of community. Yeah. Shout I- out to my buddy Ryan Richie. He you know, he tries to envelop community with whatever he does and yeah. I think that we need a dose of that, especially in in our own theater group like we could use a dose yeah. of that Yeah, that sure. anyone that's involved is looking to contribute to, for the common good, yeah. to see it grow.
3: But wherever you are, you know, start being a community, start doing stuff.
1: Nice. So my second question is, what are some stage fails that you have experienced?
0: I need a little help with this. Okay. Um, and Janelle, you've got a great memory, so maybe you remember it a little better. But um, uh, of course, I've seen a couple of stage fails. But this one's from Into the Woods. Okay. When I, but I don't remember exactly where it happened. I was one of the wolves when, when Brandon was supposed to come in. Yeah. You remember that piece? Yeah. I, but I, and I had my line, uh-huh. and then we were supposed to hear uh, the other wolf, played by Brandon, was supposed to shout out and come through the door in the back. And I said my line. And nothing happened. Oh, no. (laughs) And I think that's what I said. And nothing happened.
1: I remember that. I remember that.
0: So I said the line again. (laughs) And still, nothing happened. I might have said the line again, but I finally got a yell from the back (laughs) that was not coming from where it was supposed to come from. (laughs) But it came from the back and it was a cue to my next line. And I, uh, you know, I said something like, see, I knew something happened there.
1: Well, what had happened, I'm pretty sure. And this was a long time ago, so I may have it completely wrong. But he came out as the wolf just for that one scene. And then he had to go downstairs and change into his other costume because he was Rapunzel's prince. Right. And he had gone downstairs prematurely. And so he wasn't back there to yep. yell. Yep. And so it was somebody else completely that just did the, the yell from yes. backstage. Yes. Somebody
0: else did the yell yeah. because we were just hanging on waiting for yep. that. Yeah. So, yep. so that was a but fun But I, I just remember, and nothing happened.
1: <laughs> you did get a big laugh from <laughs> the audience there, I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> yes. And Andy did say afterwards, well, you guys dealt with it mm-hmm. just fine. But Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the nature of live theater that, is that's just the way it goes. But that, was, it.
0: that was my epic stage feel.
1: Yeah. What about you, John? You have one.
2: Uh Yeah, I have two because I can't decide which one's better. Okay. And even like I can have a lot of them. <clears throat> um, one during I do, I do. We, the primary set piece of the stage was a four poster bed mm-hmm. and Claire sessions and Claire and Steve had willing, had graciously, let us use their own four poster bed frame Mm. for the show.
1: Claire Sessions, friend of the podcast.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, which Kelsey and I, uh, broke uh, halfway through the run because I get into bed and she then is in bed and throws herself essentially on top of me. And oh yeah, the bed broke. Oh no. So that's pretty good. The biggest one though, um, was during Drag Chaperone. And the reason that I bring it up is because of the emotion and the turmoil behind it. But every time I came out on stage, um, the man in the chair played, who essentially the narrator, played by Elton Cole.
3: Friend of the podcast, Friend of the show.
2: <laughs> says my name. And he talks about Aldafo. Yeah. And gave me a little precursor. But he introduced me as... Alfonso, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and there's like a 45 minute period that goes by in like a 10 minute. I mean, 10 second. I mean, I'm about. To, I have to go on the stage, going. I am Aldafo. <laughs> and I really thought for a second, like, what if I go on stage and say Aldafo and it makes it look bad? Every other situation in my theater life has been like we cover for each other. Mm-hmm am I going to be Alfonso for this whole night? <laughs> like, could I do it? Could I change? And that means I'd have to sing.
5: I, I am Alfonso.
2: Alfonso. <laughs> and I'd have to say Alfonso like 45 billion times. And, and what does Andy expect of me? Andy Turner's in the back. I could see his eyes. Like, what, what, what is he thinking? And come to find out the whole time he's going, oh, I'm a son of a bitch, I know that John's going to go with Alfonso. Like, he knew... <laughs> What, that I was contemplating switching to Alfonso, um, and I didn't. And Elton covered it up in his next narration. And um, so after the fact, I meet Andy downstairs, and he goes, "I could literally read everything that was going through your mind then." And I'm so thankful that you didn't switch it, but I really wanted to see it. <laughs> so, so that was pretty. That was pretty special. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. <clears throat> How about you aaron you have any
3: I, I i mentioned on in your podcast my my big fail mm-hmm. um so i don't if you, you want to hear it go listen to <laughs> episode one again know, <laughs> raven friend of the podcast <laughs> um all right uh question three
1: so what is something that you've learned as an actor slash tech person that you would personally bring to the table as a director which obviously, John, you've directed before, so:
2: I think that if you are a director or contemplating to be a director, know your material.
0: Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. yeah. The
2: absolutely. biggest thing I take away from anything with any director, know your material, because <laughs> spoiler, the cast knows if you do or don't.: Yeah, yep. It is obvious from the very beginning that goes for music directors, too. If you're learning the music while you're teaching it to us, we know. Yeah. Cast knows mm-hmm. and all it's going to do is slow the, the speed of the rehearsals down
3: and it's mm-hmm. going
2: to hinder the show. So know your material, please. And what's more of that, if you have a defined vision, share it. Yeah, Share it and let everyone know what your vision is. If you have a, a vision, let them play out that vision for you. Mm-hmm. But if you're going into something, rely on the talent you have. Don't hinder them with Trying to come up with something, you know. Yeah. Especially if John
3: Potter's in the show,
4: <laughs>
0: right?
2: So my two things: know your material and don't waste my time.
1: I love it. Bingo. that's Great.
0: There you go. I'm just thinking I would want that collaboration. So I'd want uh, I'd want to know that the actors got something to bring to the part, mm. and I and if I'm the director, then I'm I'm going to have what I want to bring to the part, and mm. and we work together to hopefully. Pick out that the best piece of mm-hmm. both mm. to bring our
3: best character forward.
4: Yeah. yeah,
3: I in in songwriting usually somebody comes along with an idea, um, and then you just help them bring out that idea for for a song. Um, and I feel like that's the that's the role of of a director mm. is you're you're coming with this this idea, and the more you have for it. The easier it is just to make it better when you add other people into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was going to direct a show, I would I would want to know like everything that I could about that show, and just and, and then allow the other people in the show to act in it, be able to bring their part and be 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 themselves and nice so. That's, that's how I would direct.
1: So, now that you know how you would direct, what are some realistic dream shows that you'd like to see done in the state of Maine, southern Maine, this area, whatever, that you could see yourself directing someday?
2: I don't foresee it ever happening with local theater. It would have to be trimmed down a lot to the point that I wouldn't want to do it.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, mine is the Book of Mormon. Okay. I love that show. I think it's hilarious. I think that it um, for those of you who don't know the show The Book of Mormon uh, it's written by the two creators of South Park um, Matt and Trey and, and uh, it's very edgy making fun of this exclusively not God and Christianity but like the Mormon religion um, you know and there's a song that you know he uses uh Swahili to i think it's Swahili to um say some not pleasant things to God and stuff like that, but the show is hilarious and mm. it's the music is so well done um and it really is kind of it has kind of a beautiful ending the show i mean it's but at the same time, you could never do it in this area
1: oh no, definitely not
2: <laughs> and you would have people you would very angry people i mean the yeah
0: it's not that's what they're good it, i mean the they're mormons good. around would have a problem <laughs>
2: a little bit
1: also like race is a big factor in the show because they go to uganda yeah so yeah, but, kind of hard to do in maine
0: but yeah but the show itself
2: is so
0: it's amazing yeah. i can't i can't explain it. I, did, I did not know that those guys did the,
4: yeah.
0: did the show i'll I mean, make I'm, it our- i'm a huge basketball <laughs> fan <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: i'll make it our show of the week next week all right but-
0: it's, it's worth diving into um
2: yeah. and to listen to the music and to, to laugh as you're like oh crap
5: that's yeah. terrible
1: yeah yeah it's one of those like it's like a car crash that you can't look away from because it's terrible but also hilarious yeah How about you aaron
3: i i haven't thought about this enough to give a good answer i i think if i was going to do one i, would, I wanted just like a a softball pitch, easy mm-hmm. show, you know, like, like rent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just right. something, anything from uh, softball.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, no, that's uh, major leagues, man. You know, any,
2: I want, uh, I want a softball show to direct. All right. How about get this? How about a cultural. Piece that's set in the 90s <laughs> um, that has a ton about AIDS and death and right. dying and yeah. it's really beautiful at the same time. Stripper scene, you know, sorry that. Yeah. That's
3: no,
1: run-of-the-mill yeah. average yeah, every average. day. Yep. Yeah. 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 You
3: know, anything from Steven Sodheim. You know, just, oh it, my just God.
1: <laughs> Sunday in the park with George. Just, just love a softball. Just a softball. <laughs> that's
3: that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Scott, do you have any ideas?
0: I do have an idea. I was thinking of an actual little more of a softball. I don't want to, I don't <laughs> want to direct a musical to start.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. That's So I'd, I'd,
0: I'd lean towards the, the, uh, the straight play, um, and something that's near and dear to my heart an old school, which of course I sh- saw it as a movie first, but my brother who is eight years older than me, um, Happened to have a part in the show Mm. when he was in high school, probably his senior year, which would have made me fourth or fifth grade at the time. And I helped him study his lines. Oh, what a good brother. And he played the Dr. Chumley Mm. from Harvey.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I, I helped him study the lines and I got to know the show, went to the show with my parents to watch. And started criticizing all the other actors who were screwing up their lines.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I kept telling my parents, that's that's not their line. What are they doing? I could, no. I could have done such a better job out there.
1: You probably could have.
0: So Harvey always held a special place in my heart. And when I thought about directing, and you know, I never came into mm. doing this stuff thinking I was gonna direct, but now I've been thinking about it and you know, I've got some people in mind that I'd like to see, uh, you know, that could be in the show. You know, I, I've started to think about who could be who in, in the show. And, you know, one of these days I'm going to pitch it. I don't know if I'm ready to pitch it yet because mm. I want to have a more defined vision and I'm struggling a bit with how I want to stage it. I've heard mm. you've given a
2: script out to someone. Is that true?
0: I have given a script to to certain people awesome. um, that I think would, Play a great Elwood P. Dowd. You mm. know, very innocent character. Uh, someone who could play a very innocent character. I'm not mm. saying they are innocent, but they could play a very innocent, well meaning, um, lovable mm. uh, character that I think would be great.
1: Yeah. And that's really important because that, that carries the show.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah
3: he's, a, he's a tough character. We just watched the yeah. movie.
1: If 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 anyone ago. in the character, I mean in the show, like if Elwood l- does not fully believe that Harvey is real, right? Then the whole show is ruined.
0: Yeah, mm. absolutely.
1: Everyone has to fully be invested, absolutely. and that's what makes it funny—is yeah. his sincerity, this, right? But if the he's not realness. sincere, yeah.
0: it's not going to yep. be funny. Yep. Yeah, yeah, if- absolutely. So. so you know. We'll see. We'll yeah.:
2: see. Well, I did hear that Oompa is taking <laughs> director pitches, and you get those in before July 15th, people.:: Segway. And maybe <laughs> maybe. Scott, we could run the season.:
1: Total domination. Total domination.: <laughs>
0: The backstairs season.:
1: Ooh.: So I have one more question for you guys. You are all directors in your own way of this podcast. Mm. You each kind of direct episodes um what is your vision for this project and where do you see it going within the next year and onward
0: to the top of the pops baby yeah i i I think
2: the biggest thing would be that word that i said earlier contributing Mm -hmm. when we are no longer contributing to what we see as our vision and you know love of community theater uh, hearing stories from people interviewing Mm -hmm. if we're not contributing then i don't want to be doing it Mm -hmm. you know and i think we have a great opportunity to contribute and that's why we started it to begin with that we wanted to provide content to be shared and then it kind of grew and and now we're sitting here wanting to learn stories wanting to hear the stories from people and i think it's important and uh, not only that, but to grow the community. So yeah. that's how I, I feel like if we're not contributing, then I don't want to be doing it. And I think that's our goal is yeah. to provide that content. So nice.
0: Yeah. I think, right, providing that content is going to help build the community. I think we need to keep building that community. Um, unfortunately, in a community, uh, people age. Mm. And we lose people in that community and we've, you know, we have to replace them, you know, people age out. uh, They're no longer able, um, you know, and, and, you know, time passes. And it's, it's an older community we're in now, although, um, it's definitely revitalized. It, it, there's a lot of young out there, but there's a lot of old as well. We got to nurture that the young and bring them up along and, you know. Well, there's a certain level of
2: commitment that comes with it, too. And, yep. you, you mm-hmm. know, it's a question of, you know, contribution. You, you want to be committed to that role. Yep.
1: Well, thanks for indulging me, you guys.
2: Janelle, thank you. This is perfect. Yeah. Um, too bad that we weren't able to interview um, the person we wanted to. But you came in clutch with a great episode
1: awesome as
2: so.
3: usual
1: oh thanks guys <laughs> i yeah. had a lot of fun hearing your stories and learning a bit more about you guys so
3: and steve harvey you know we're sorry that you couldn't make it today <laughs> but you know we're looking forward to having you come again
0: yeah you yeah. know we're always open to you steve yep um you know we're
3: we're a family steve here in front of the show Yep, <laughs> we're, gonna, you know, we're, we're a family gonna here I'm going to
1: tag him on Instagram <laughs> we're,
3: we're a family here you know and we do feud so we just mm. would love you to have us you know <laughs> help you know navigate this with us right awesome
2: so. so I think three things our audience needs to take away is one Aaron, Aaron's learned a lot this episode is yes. that fair to say? Sure. two, Scott needs to wear a speedo Way more than he has already. Mm -hmm. Yes. We agree. Yes. And three, I'm not as much of a diva as I let on, but (laughs) (laughs) don't tell me how to do my job.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been the Backstairs Podcast of your hosts, Aaron. John. And Scott. We'll catch you later. You stay classy, San Diego.
1: And thanks for stopping by.
3: Good night, Cleveland. And so much more.
2: That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs>
1: Love, peace, and chicken grease. <laughs> this has been the Backstairs Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Backstairs Podcast, on Facebook at the Backstairs Podcast, send us an email at the Backstairs Podcast at gmail.com. Redacted! Redacted!